You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey everyone, how's it going? It's Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Uh, Hope you are doing well on this draft weekend. It's been an interesting draft to say the least. A lot of players that most people felt would be available uh, or, or gone at this point, I guess, in the second round as we sit here on Friday night. Uh, a lot of them are still available and a lot of them were available when the Bengals went on the clock, uh, at, with the number 52 overall pick. Now, in case you haven't been paying attention, the Bengals had the number 42 overall pick and they traded out of the spot right in front of them was the, were the Denver Broncos. They, uh, picked Dalton Reisner right in front of the Cincinnati Bengals. And then immediately after the Bengals traded out of that pick, moved back, collected another fourth-round pick and another sixth-round pick. Yes, that's their sixth sixth-round pick of this of this draft. The Bengals moved, uh, moved out of that spot, moved back 10 spots, and uh, got another uh, couple of picks. But it was a little unclear what the Bengals were going to do with this pick here coming up here because – uh, at number 52 overall, because, you know, you thought linebacker was a need. You thought potentially defensive line was a need. Offensive line potentially kind of could still be a little bit of a need, even after the Jonah Williams pick last night. We thought tight end was going to be selected, but uh, we didn't think it would be round two. And the Cincinnati Bengals have decided to go with Washington tight end Drew Sample at number 52 overall. Now, Drew Sample is an interesting guy. On, on a lot of different fronts. And uh, w- what's interesting to me, and I think what's telling and what should be telling to the uh, to the fans of the Cincinnati Bengals is that when the Bengals were on the clock at number 52 overall, they turned in that pick immediately. So I think they felt that there are probably a number of different players that are evenly talented or – the value was even in terms of, you know, from number 42 to what they ended up receiving even in the top, you know, the, the top middle of the fourth round. So I think they kind of said, well, hey, let's get another pick. Let's get a guy we kind of want at this point and we can use in this offense and go from there. Now, Drew Sample, 
what was interesting, and to be honest with you, he's not a guy, even though he's a Pac-12 guy, and I know a lot about the Pac-12, he's not a guy I know a ton about. However, um, he does have a 471 unofficial, uh, at least the combine unofficial 40-yard dash. He's 6'5", 255, so he's a big guy, um, can move a bit for his size, seems to be very athletic. Um, you know, for those who have been watch watching my podcast the orange and black insider through cincyjungle.com we've talked a bit about Kahale Waring the tight end out of San Diego State this kid reminds me of him um and he may not be as raw he also may not be as athletic um now you look at the nfl.com draft projection by Lance Zierlein he has a round four grade um everybody and their mother is comparing him to Jack Doyle the tight end, the longtime tight end of the Indianapolis Colts. And I think that at this point, you kind of say, well, if the Bengals actually got a Jack Doyle or a Jack Doyle plus going, you know, in the second round, why not? You know, and this is a guy who should contribute pretty immediately. Now, there are major, major pros and cons with this pick. If you want to start with a negative and get that out of the way, let's start with this. The Bengals re-signed C.J. Uzama to a pretty big contract this offseason, and he is going to be, a, you know, a, a guy that is going to be heavily rotated in on the offense. They also re-signed on a prove-it deal Tyler Eifert, a guy who, when healthy, is one of the best tight ends, especially now that Gronkowski has retired, is one of the best tight ends in the league and one of the best red zone threats in the league. So they have those guys, and you sit here and you go, well, where's a third tight end going to fit in here? You even look at, again, sticking with the cons, you look at what the Rams did with Zach Taylor over there in Los Angeles. They didn't use tight ends a ton. They used some of them. They used Tyler Higby in an H-back role at times. They split him out. They also did the same thing with Gerald Everett. He is a guy they used a bit. But, hey, those guys got about three touchdowns pop few hundred yards and uh, about, you know, 20, 30 receptions each. So you sit here and you go, well, maybe the Bengals are going to use some of these guys. Maybe maybe some of these guys are going to be used in an H-back type of situation where they have an athletic guy in the backfield that's in front of Joe Mixon, in front of Giovanni Bernard, and they can block a little bit from the backfield, but they can also go out and be a, a little dump-off option. So um, we're, we're trying to find the mindset – of the Bengals here. And what, what I think where a lot of people get a little negative about this pick is the fact that, you know what, we didn't know what the Bengals were really going to do this year. We had a couple of ideas in terms of positions early on and this, you know, teams, especially in the second round, they end up surprising their fans. They end up surprising the mock draft pundits, but this is a guy who's pretty athletic and, um, they felt that can, he can help them right away. Now, on the pro side, again, big size. Um, I think, based on what I've read and uh, the limited type of things I've seen of him on film and whatnot, he is a guy who has his best football in front of him. Um, a couple of years ago, Jake Browning, the quarterback of the Washington Huskies, had an amazing season, was kind of in some Heisman talks, and then really kind of downslid by the way, he's available in this year's draft, but kind of did a downslide over the past couple of seasons since the Huskies had a resurgence. And with that, a lot of statistics of their players, you know, slipped a little bit. 
you know, you look at it and you say Sample only had three touchdowns last year. And when I when I saw some things about and heard some things after the Bengals drafted him, I looked at it and you know the murmurs were teams and I think Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network specifically said this teams were higher on him than what his actual statistical production gave or showed. So I think that you know you look at that you look at it that way and you say hey, you know, that makes sense. Also, yes, the Bengals signed both Eifert and CJ Uzama, but both of those guys have had injury issues. Uh, Uzama has battled through some of them, but has missed time on others. Eifert has missed an immense amount of time. So all of a sudden, what if you miss one or both of those guys and you want a tight end and H-back type of guy that can be a passing outlet and you don't really have anyone? Well, all of a sudden, Drew Sample makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if Sample had great value in the second round. This might have been... Tight end to me would have been a, a good third round type of selection uh, in terms of value. There are a lot of guys out there, but the Bengals, I think, view, and that's why they made the trade with the Denver Broncos to get another fourth rounder. I think they view, hey, over the next couple of rounds, these are th- these are equal in terms of talent and value. So let's just have some fun. Let's get some guys that, that we want. Let's revamp this offense and, and do some things that uh, can excite some folks. Now, as the Bengals took the board, uh, it took, uh, we're on the clock there. DK Metcalf, the wide receiver of Ole Miss, was still available. There were a couple of other wide receivers that were still available. Uh, Drew Locke was taken just in front of them. That was, Actually, with their pick that they traded to the Denver Broncos, Drew Locke was taken there. So that is interesting. I'm seeing a lot of comments Chris Higdon and many, many others asking about linebackers in our live Facebook chat here. Um, that Look, the best linebackers were taken in the top 10 last night. So now the Bengals, and, and it's not the traditional 4-3 linebackers are not of high value to teams anymore. So, you know, your Mac Wilsons, the Cody Bartons, the Blake Cashmans, these are guys that could and should be available in round three and later. Um, I, I think that Mac Wilson makes a lot of sense for the Cincinnati Bengals, not just because not, this isn't saying it because of me and I like the kid. I think from what they typically prefer from that position, I think Mac Wilson makes a lot of sense. So maybe he will be a guy in round three that the Bengals look at. We'll see. But for now, the Bengals drafted Drew Sample, an athletic tight end out of Washington. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of athletic tight ends that come out of the Pac-12. Stanford, Washington uh, in, in particular have had quite a few um, athletic tight ends come out in recent years. So uh, we'll, we'll see exactly how Drew Sample comes into the, the, the Bengals. But you would think second-round pick, he's going to have some sort of a big role going forward. And you have to – this is the thing, guys. We're used to the Marvin Lewis drafts. We're used to the, the, the player profiles that Marvin liked. We're used to the player profiles that his coaching staff liked. These are different coaches, different guys. Uh, these, are, these are guys that uh, are bringing in players that they think fit their, their, their uh, system. Uh, Patrick Brennan Com says, sample has few samples of work to show. Yeah, there's not, there's not a lot of tape. 
there's not a lot of tape and there's not a lot of production, but I think a lot of teams think the measurables, the what tape they do have on him is going to to provide quite a bit of production for where he was drafted. Now, what, what remains to be seen is if the Cincinnati Bengals, at least as we sit here now, what remains to be seen is if the Cincinnati Bengals will package their couple of fourth-round picks, their now six sixth-round picks, some of those to either move back into the third round, move back into upper rounds, maybe get another player to trade for, we'll see. But for now, Drew Sample is a Cincinnati Bengal. He is the second-round pick at number 52 overall after the Cincinnati Bengals move back from 42 overall, uh, you know, there, there, are, there are differing opinions on this pick. Uh, Greg Brown Jr. here says Jay Sternberger would have been a better pick. I, I mean, I guess if you want to say on paper, yes. But you have to understand, and even though this franchise has not earned a lot of trust from its fan base, we have to now trust that Zach Taylor – and his, and his crew are getting players that fit into his system, that fit into what he wants to do with the Bengals' offense. And that's, that's really, uh, you know, that's really what this is about. Um, and I think now, as, as the draft continues, you have to look at linebacker, you have to look at edge rushers, you have to look at interior offensive line, or excuse me, interior defensive line, Quarterback is going to be in there at some point. I would think running back even is going to be in there at some point and, and wide receiver. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. And I think, you know, I'm seeing a lot of stuff. Oh, you know, the defense is terrible. Why did they go this route? Blah, blah, blah. Look, one of the things, and, and I, I, I'm trying to be a little optimistic here in, in comparison to some fans I'm seeing on our, on our live chat here. One of the things and one of the facets that played into the Bengals' defense being so poor last year, aside from coaching, aside from injuries, aside from lack of depth at certain spots, one of the areas that that facets that nobody talks about that plagued the Cincinnati Bengals' defense last year was in the fact that the Bengals' offense failed to sustain, sustain drives, whether that was under Andy Dalton, whether that was under Jeff Driscoll, whether that was due to all the injuries the Bengals suffered on offense, the Bengals offense did not sustain drives and forced when the defense did have one of those rare stops, they forced the defense right back out on the field. And then all of a sudden put themselves in a big hole. So look, I get it. This is, this is a player that was really not on a bunch of people's radar, a bunch of fans radar, but he's athletic, he's big. And he's a guy, I, I think, that there are needs and positions that the team looks at as bigger needs than what the fans have. And that's, that's what we're seeing with these first two picks, you know, Um, even though they did a lot of things in free agency at offensive tackle and tight end, they went and got more depth. They went and got more future starters going forward here. And, you know, they've, they've built depth and, Zach Taylor, offensive mind, offensive guy. You have to figure he was going to go offense with some of his early picks, if not all of them. So the Bengals, as we sit here tonight, still have one other pick in the third round. They have two in the fourth, one fifth-round pick, and six sixth-round picks along with a seventh-round pick. 13 picks total as as we sit here on Friday night early. And uh, I don't know. We'll see what they do the rest of the way. Don't be surprised if there's a wide receiver earlier than a 
expected. Don't be surprised if there's a quarterback earlier than expected. But, you know, they may go a little bit more traditional and feed some of the quote-unquote needs with the next couple of picks at linebacker, defensive line, and other spots. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza for CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Keep it to CincyJungle.com for all the news, opinions, analysis, and all the all kinds of stuff about the NFL draft and what the Bengals are doing. And you can also get all of this content, video, audio, and all kinds of different stuff on the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Join us, myself, and fellow Cincy Jungle contributor John Sheeran are the co-hosts of that program. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We're going to continue to give these Facebook Lives to you throughout the rest of the weekend and enjoy the rest of the weekend. Step back, as our good friends Third Eye Blind would say, wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. Maybe things will be all right, okay? Have a good one. This is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.